Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to our latest episode of the RTE GAA podcast. We are looking ahead to round five of the Alliance Football League. Peter Canavan joins myself and Rory this week. How are you getting on, Peter? All good, Jackie. Thank you. How are you, Rory? Good, good, Peter. Good to see you. Looking forward to it. Our live game on Saturday is Dublin against Derry. No bigger one to start with, Peter. And I feel like maybe this is the ultimate test for Mickey Hart and his journey with this Derry team. What do you think? Well, the ultimate test will, will come further down the line. Yeah. But in terms of his National League, this, yeah, by far uh, their biggest test. And it's the two best teams in the country playing at the minute. And they're playing really strong football. Um, they're not top of the table by, by chance. Dublin's performance last weekend, the best that I would say even counting the, the, the championship last year, it, it was right up there. The quality of their football, I felt, was as good. And, and the players, their movement uh, has been as good as I've seen a number of those players going for, for a few years. So from a Dublin point of view, that's very exciting. And again, Derry have maintained their form. Now, a lot of people, you know, after Galway's game were saying, well, Derry didn't play that, that well. But they still went down to uh, Salt Hill and what scored 310. So if that's not playing well, then God knows what we can expect whenever they do play well. Um, I was also at the game last year in Celtic Park, Derry and Dublin, and it was packed. There was a brilliant atmosphere in, in Celtic Park back then, and it's, it's going to be the exact same, no different this Saturday. So brilliant spectacle for those lucky enough to be at it. There'll be a really good atmosphere and a really good buzz about it. And... The way the two teams are going, I can't see them disappointing. They're yeah. Both uh, in terms of football, when they're getting the ball, they want to go forward and they want to go forward at pace. We bit more kick passing and uh, introduced in the Dublin game now than we've seen for a while. But it's all it's it's really well set up and 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 should should be a brilliant game. Yeah, I expect this to be an absolute cracker, Rory. I think, and I think Peter made mention of the fact that there was a raucous crowd last year and by all accounts it's heading for a sellout because the dubs always travel in big numbers as well in fairness to them they have a fantastic following um like probably outside of maybe Armagh have potentially the largest away travel that like they make the weekend of it they'll all go up to Derry they'll enjoy themselves played twice last year didn't meet in the championship obviously but played twice and Peter mentions about that game in Celtic Park it's literally 12 months ago to the to the very day the 5th of March 23 and had a look at it there last night it was very interesting this is this is obviously back in the days of Rory Gallagher Rory Gallagher was still the manager at that time and they played really poorly they stood off Dublin in that first half they went in at half time I think 8-2 or 8-3 down and they just gave Dublin the initiative. Dublin, Dublin to me are a bit like Man City in that they'll bore you to death with their unbelievable ball retention. And if you stand off, that's exactly what they'll do. In the second half, they were much more proactive, much more in their face and went after Dublin and they pushed right up which again probably shows the tactical flexibility within the Derry game. I'd expect to see that from the start on Saturday night because just the nature of the form and the momentum that they're carrying into the game. 
but Dublin are also bringing incredible form and incredible momentum. So, like, I think it's poised perfectly. Absolutely, the two farm teams in the country. Um, great that it's on live TV, five o'clock on RTE. And um, really, really now looking forward to it. Matchups are going to be absolutely so interesting. I mean, Rogers will probably take Brian Fenton. That seemed to be the case last year. Will uh, Chrissy McCaig potentially on Conor Callaghan? You know, who picks up Shane McGuigan at the other end? Would anybody have picked Merchant to take David Clifford the last day? Nobody would have had that down. And the interesting thing about that, uh, Jackie, I have a sneaky suspicion because I know I'd have have a small little bit of an inclination into the way the Dublin mindset is, you know, being involved in football. I would not be one bit surprised if Owen Merchant approached Desi to say, I want Clifford. Can you, can I have Cliff, give me Clifford, you know? And I wouldn't be surprised, barring injury, because he did pick up a knock. If he's fit, I expect Merchant to pick up uh, Shane McGuigan. So you've got fantastic matchups, both ends of the field, at midfield, raucous atmosphere, big crowd, the two farm teams, we couldn't ask for more. Yeah. Peter, what do you think about those matchups? Because I think Connor Glass versus Brian Fenton as well. You throw that one into the mix. I think there could be an awful lot um, in terms of what we might even see later in the year of, of who's picking up who. Well, after the Merchant Clifford matchup last week, uh, there's no point in trying to predict what, what Dublin are, are going to do. Um, Merchant could go on, on McGuigan, but there are maybe more mobile faster, smaller forwards than, than Shane McGuigan that, that Merchant might be more particularly suited to, but doesn't matter to him. He'll, he'll pick up whoever he gets and he'll, he'll do a good job. Um, yeah, the big one for me in, in this clash on, on Saturday night is, is the Glass-Fenton one because I think you have two of the best midfielders in, in the country, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, in, in my opinion. Um, they're so influential in terms of when Brian Fenton plays well, he played his best football on last weekend and Dublin played their best football that they played for a long time. Likewise with Glenn, whenever Connor Glass performs, uh, he's he's the leader of, of that Glenn outfit and very similar with, with, with Derry. So without doubt, it'd be great to see him going head to head. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they don't. Maybe the managers might have other men lined up to do a job on them. But if they do go head to head, then it's worth paying the entrance fee to watch those two boys go at it. That'll be fascinating. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And look, for Derry as well, I think Rory, if they win this weekend, they're on 10 points, probably in a league final, which obviously would have been in the aim at the start of the year. It just allows Mickey Hart to maybe give a rest in those last remaining weeks that he hasn't been able to afford his players in the last couple of weeks. And and to be fair, I mean, some of the criticisms and look, maybe unjust on my part in terms of some people might have felt that they didn't have a deep enough panel maybe they were you know going a little bit too uh full 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 throttle at this time of the year that it might come back to haunt them but they've brought in a couple of younger players they've definitely given he's given a lot more players game time than Rory Gallagher ever did I mean that Donica Gilmore came on the last day first thing he does is kick the ball over the bar. So they have got, like, they're, they're coming off the back of some very good minor teams. They won the minor All-Ireland last year. Obviously, they're a bit young to be thrown straight in from that level. But you have a situation there you now where he's built a much bigger panel than I think what Derry have had in the past. 
Um, I suppose what will rankle with them, they were very flat in the Division Two League final. Does that yeah. really matter a whole pile? No, it was a portent of the Conor Callaghan that we saw again the last day because I thought Con ran riot, but obviously they lost. Uh, I think Chrissy McCaig went down with injury just before on that on the week of that, so they didn't have him there. So like that, that obviously weakened their full back line to a certain. And was McAvoy was also out that week. I can't remember, but I think look this because championship is still far away. Chances of these these two teams meeting each other in a major knockout game isn't going to happen for quite yeah. a while. I think this will approach championship fervor, and it's like a, it's a quality game to look forward to this weekend. Without a doubt, the best game in Division One to savor. Yeah, definitely. The other teams in the mix, Peter. When you look kind of down the line, so let's say Kerry Tyrone, for instance. There's a lot of outside of Derry. You've got seven teams separated by two points. So Man. take Kerry Tyrone, for instance. One of them wins and gets to six points. Suddenly they could potentially be looking at a league final. It's wild what's happening below Derry. Well, those six teams below them, seven teams. Um, I don't think Dublin are seriously thinking about relegation, but all the all the other teams are. They're, yeah. they're not necessarily thinking, can we make the top two? It's can we avoid the bottom two? Right. And if... And don't, don't be surprised to see Monaghan win this weekend. Don't be surprised to see Roscommon win this weekend. That would leave Galway and Mayo sitting at the very bottom of, of Division 1, along with the losers of Tyrone and, and Kerry. Yeah. So in the space of one weekend, it, it can leave a massive difference you know, regarding your perception of whether you're going to figure uh, as you know, in the National League final, or whether you're really concerned about getting dropped, so that's the beauty of Division One. It's so finely balanced. So many of the games last weekend, you know, there's only a point or two in them, could have went either way. And um, this weekend, I would expect something very similar, all close games with, with a lot to play for. Mm. Talk to me about Kerry Tyrone then, Peter. What is it about this rivalry? How much did you enjoy going to battle with the Kerry lads? Because it always seemed to me you brought the best out in each other. Well, it, it, it was a healthy rivalry brought about due to the respect that, that we had for Kerry because for years and years, anytime Tyrone faced Kerry when I was a youngster growing up, it was to see them getting bait and see them getting well bait. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest Kerry teams uh, you know, of all time. So uh, there's a great respect there for, for all Kerry teams and Throne and the fact that we were lucky enough to compete at all Ireland final and all Ireland semi-final stages we, we were glad to be sharing the stage with them and thankfully over you know a short enough period we had the better of them um, but since that uh, as things have got back to the way they used to be and we, we it's for we, everyone Peter <laughs> <laughs> maybe except Dublin uh, but look this, this weekend's game, uh, if we had a choice, um, we would have preferred to see Kerry uh, give Dul Dublin a good walloping last weekend mm. and uh, if Kerry uh, content with their lot. As it is, uh, I think that will sting them into action and uh, the throne players better, better be on their guard. Um, I'm not too sure what's happening regarding there's a few injuries in Kerry, but there's definitely a few injuries in throne. And it's not the place to be going down. Killarney's not the place to be going down with a lot of debutants um, in, in their first year. So, yeah, brilliant second half against Mayo. If we're going to be competitive against Kerry, we need to see that second half 
replicated throughout the game. Other ways it could be long enough afternoon for for throne supporters. The difficulty is, uh, Rory, it's very rare you see Kerry getting beaten by 10 points by anybody, particularly against the Dubs, given that they've been so close. If you don't get a reaction from them, suddenly then you are worried about them. I would expect them to come absolutely out fighting this weekend. Oh, yeah. I I, I heard Paul Paul Flynn make a point, which I don't think is an unreasonable one, where he said he watched the game a second time, and when he did it didn't actually feel like a 10-point game when you watched it back. That a couple of little things, like Clifford had a couple of, you know, one-on-one, yeah. blazed a shot over, you know, another one went wide at a time when the game was kind of in the mix a small bit. But I look, Dublin, I still felt were a good bit better over the whole 70 minutes. I mean, the first 20 Dublin were electric. I mean, what was the score at halftime? And, you know, they just, everything they touched turned to gold. Mm-hmm. I think the interesting thing from a Kerry perspective this weekend will be team selection because if you do get a trimming, generally the first reaction ordinarily would be maybe to drop four or five. But like that wasn't too far away from Kerry's first choice, 15, maybe was it 14 of the lads that started last year's All-Ireland final, certainly 13 anyway. So you are, you'd, you can't kind of throw... To it's also in- it's it's almost too close to championship to be doing that yeah, as well. I, I I'd suspect you know there might be an element of you know go out now and sort yourselves out after what happened. So it might be the case. I mean, we're only speculating because the teams won't be announced until tonight. But it might be the case from Jack O'Connor's perspective where he just goes with the same fifteen again and says it's up to you guys now to turn this around and basically watch that performance last last Saturday night in Dublin. Uh, from out from your system yeah look they've got a lot of answers uh to come up with very quickly um to put themselves into the shake-up what about that other game then peter you mentioned monaghan galway because to me this one is so pivotal because of the position that both teams are in whoever wins it puts the other one under serious pressure looking at relegation absolutely um it, it, it sure does and with monaghan after the brilliant start against dublin they looked electric that night down in, in Croke Park. And since that, they, they have gone off the boil, surprisingly. Again, they have a lot of younger players. Play maybe it's not that surprising, but the fact that played so well against Dublin, Vinny would have been wanting his troops to carry on in that uh, vein of form. But the thing about Monaghan, you, you don't write them off. And I, I think they will be bitterly disappointed. Not the fact that they, that they just lost against was coming last week they were well and truly beaten it was 116 to seven points that that was a hammer and that's very unlike monaghan in the national league no matter who they play against they're always competitive so i would be amazed if there's not a sting in the tail here from from then if there's not a reaction and if any doesn't get a reaction from his players so galway will be thinking that they went up to throne and and got a good victory in, in healy park um, minus five or six of their yeah. best players, and when I say that, you can go through them. And and I think that's fair to say they've been playing the last couple of games without their best players: Shane Walsh, Damien Comer, Killian McDade, Matthew Tierney, um, Liam Silk. I've left somebody else out, but those Paul are Conroy all, as well. Yeah, Paul Conroy. Those they're the best players, and they're more than competitive. So I think Park will be happy that. Yes, they're they're competing um, without those key players, um, 
but I've a, I've a sneaking suspicion that that Monaghan are going to be focused on really targeting this game for for two points. And with Galway minus those players, I think they have a chance to do that. Uh, so I'll be surprised if that doesn't end up in two points for Monaghan. Yeah, I wonder how vulnerable Galway are without those players, Rory. I mean, you take those players out of any team and you're struggling, but they're struggling to score as well. I think they're averaging about 11 points a game. You know, like they haven't been firing. And it's understandable given what he's missing, but there's there's lots of other teams in positions with injuries. If they don't sort this out quickly, they will be staring down that trapdoor. I would have felt, though, Galway should have enough depth to cope with it. Now, I know the calibre and the quality of the player that they're missing and the leadership that a lot of those guys, I mean, look, it's Damien Comer and Paul Conroy's team, effectively. And when you take the two of them out of it, particularly Shane Walsh, less so for me, but certainly Comer and Conroy, I think, are just pivotal to everything about Galway. But they should have had enough Galway. You know, like they've they've had a very good track record at, at underage level, no different to some other counties that we won't even talk about. But they, they should have had enough depth to be able to deal with these types of injuries. I just wonder if like Bar the Connacht, I mean, they got into the league final last year, lost it. They were in the All-Ireland final the year before, lost it. They have suffered quite a few m- morale sapping blows over the last number of years and that makes you slightly war weary and that is a big test in winter football i wouldn't be as concerned with galway once we get into the more benign weather conditions and they get players back i still think they'll have a good championship but they have it all to do on sunday the one benefit for them is the amount of goals that monaghan seem to be conceding i think monaghan have conceded eight goals which is you know that's very unlike monaghan to be that leaky at the back, that's absolutely something that they're going to need to try and shore up. But again, looking back to last year, like, they, they again, this fixture is mirror image to exactly this time last year, the 5th of March, 2023, and Galway won the game in um, in Pierce Stadium. But who finished top scorer for Monaghan that day, Jackie? Oh, go on. Ryan O'Toole or somebody. Rory Began. <laughs> oh. Rory Began. Rory Began was top scorer for Monaghan. And Roy Began's not there. Just that, again, that little bit of a weapon that you have from long distance and long range freeze. It's just another little thing that Monaghan mm. don't have this time around. They're more dependent on getting scores further up the field, which again, you know, look, they don't have the kind of pick that a lot of the other Division One teams will have. And that definitely hampers their ambitions. But they're at home. There'll be a big crowd. I think this game will be tight. This will be a, a really good contest. Wouldn't see anything more than a point or two in it either way. And very hard one to call. Yeah. Begins, sorry, sorry, Rory, but Begin's absence also explains, you mentioned why they're conceding the goals. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, didn't I? Yeah. Um, his his, presence, yeah. his yeah. presence at the back is reassuring in itself. And they've conceded a few from high balls in. So, um Without a doubt, he's he's a massive loss, both in attack and in defence as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just one last thing on that game before we move on. Just to remember, Tyrone, or sorry, Monaghan have Tyrone and Mayo to come next. From Galway's position, you lose this game. You've got Dublin and then Kerry to finish out. That's, that is a tricky run-in for Galway as well, bearing that in mind. Staying in the West then, Peter, it mm-hmm. seems the struggles are not confined to just Galway because Mayo and Roscommon also up and down and I think there's probably a lot of folks on this one given that 
what happened in the Connacht semi-final last year. They're potentially going to meet in the Connacht semi-final in a couple of weeks' time as well. And given the ambush by the Rossies last year, I think Kevin McStay would probably like to see something from this his team at this point of the season, just to, I don't know, remind him that they have it because it's definitely been patchy at times. Well, Jackie, they're not in a position to tiptoe around each other for this one because none of them will want to get relegated. So, again, crucial game. And many times have we said that every round we come across a game and say... That's why really the league is so great. Yeah. Um, but for for me, the losers of this one certainly are, are, are going to be in, in difficulty. Compared the two teams and on form, you'd say Roscommon's a form team coming into this. But you're not comparing like with, with like because last week Mayo didn't put out their best 15, whereas Roscommon did put out their best and they went out at all costs to try and, and defeat Monon at home. So for this one, uh, you would expect that Kevin McStay is going to put out his best 15 from the start. And Roscommon likewise, you've, um, I'm looking forward to this Roscommon team uh, playing on Sunday because again you have some of the best forwards in the country playing for them. Dara Craig, Andy Smith, Ben O'Carroll, Donny Smith, all excellent players. And if they can secure enough possession around the middle third, they've got a brilliant chance of winning it. And that middle third, despite the fact that um, the Mayo full back line were receiving a bit of criticism last week, and that Dara and, and Darren McCurry were in great form. The game was won in the middle third, were thrown secure dominance at the start of the second half, and it was ball after ball coming in. It was one-way traffic. So, to me, that's the key area that, that Mayo will have to address on uh, Sunday. Damon O'Connor came yeah. off injured against thrown massive loss around the middle. Matty Ruan was just back after a long absence. So, he tired uh, as the game went on. So it, it'll be crucial to see who Mayo put in there and around that middle sector. And the winning of that area of the game could well decide the overall outcome of this one. If that's the key, would you plumb for an Aidan O'Shea type character and just get a ball winner in there for a while? Because like I think we've said on this podcast, it's probably Aidan O'Shea or Killian O'Connor up front. Neither of them have actually scored from play even in the league. Neither has Tommy Conroy. So maybe getting a ball winner out the field so that they can play might change the dynamic. Uh, I don't know if Mayo have sat on a on a firm uh, game plan in that regard themselves because O'Shea has been lining out at full forward, but not yeah. really staying in there. At times mm. he does, and at times he, he he drifts out because he can play out around that middle sector. Whereas if you look at Dublin, they're out and out target man. They want him to stay in there and they want to get the ball to him. It's con. Um, likewise, David Clifford is not going to be playing as a third midfielder out around the pitch. He's obviously a, a strong target man. So Mayo would need to, to be come to a, a game plan and maybe stick to it. And I don't know if it's Aidan's own idea to move out to the pitch if he's not uh, getting on the ball or if it's uh, you know team uh, selection or a game plan to do that. Um, he didn't even get any game time against Throne, so he may not be used at all this, yeah. this Sunday. So the Mayo management team have a bit of uh, head scratching to do when it comes to the selection and it'll be interesting to see where Aidan uh, lines out. Mm. Where do you see it all, Rory, in the melting pot there? Because I do think Davy Burke got a bit of a um, 
I suppose a response from his team, given his remarks as well last weekend, that performance was probably closer to the Roscommon we saw last year. So what are you expecting this weekend? I, I think with Kevin, Kevin is very astute. I've heard people mention before about how teams, you know, may not, may pull a handbrake up every now and again when it comes to the league and how do you even do that? And I've heard ex-players say, oh, that's total rubbish. Now, the players themselves believe that, and that's absolutely fine, but managers can do it. And managers can do it through team selection pretty easily. And I think from Kevin's perspective, I'd say he's a fairly happy camp because everybody is... He can have no player come to him and say, I didn't get a chance, or I didn't get game time, or I didn't get an opportunity to show you what I can do. He's he's given, I'd say, I don't know how many players. It must be over 30 at this stage. But he's not like, so they have, I'd say it's a pretty happy camp. I think they experimented in the previous two games because they had four points on the board. I think they probably now feel this weekend at home, local derby, potentially meeting them maybe once or twice in the championship. They knocked us out of Connacht last year and obviously knocked the stuffing out of that league win, having to play them a week later. There'd be a, obviously a big local rivalry. You would imagine a huge crowd. I don't think there'll be any messing from Mayo this weekend and they'll go out and they'll get that job done. All right, lads, let's finish off on Division 2 then. And look, I know we don't normally do this in reverse, Peter, but let's start at the bottom end of the table where the big relegation scrap between Cork and Kildare. This is the biggest game for both of these teams, possibly in their entire season, to uh, turn everything around. How do you see this one going? Yeah, well, the fact that Cork managed to go up to Adonai and at the end of this season, they, they, they could be recalling their trip to Adonai. A lot of Cork supporters might know where it is, because, uh, but that was such a crucial win for them. And by and large, I was chatting to some of the Fermanagh lads, and they were so happy with the way they played. Um, that hit so many of their own targets that they had set in terms of kick-out and turnovers and their shooting accuracy and everything, and yet Cork hung in, hung in, and finished the game really well uh, to get the points. And and that's a massive victory for, for Cork. And I think if that had lost that, could you imagine the morale in that camp on the oh, way yeah. down the road? And, and, and so the difference a victory makes to morale, to looking forward to going to training on Tuesday, going with a, a spring in their step, they're now approaching this game in a completely different mindset than they had lost it. So with that in mind, uh, I just think it's it's a really strong position for, for Cork to be in. Kildare needed to win last week against Kildare. Everybody, or against me, everybody said that was a do-or-die game. Um, they performed much better than previously against Armagh, but they still didn't deliver and they still didn't get over the line. And from that point of view, Kildare's under serious pressure. Their players are playing as if they're a team with a lot of pressure on the, on their shoulders. And unless there's a serious turnaround there, um, I'd be amazed that, that Cork don't take the points here and uh, continue their upward trend. Yeah. And look, uh, Peter's so right, Rory. Life can change incredibly quickly. I was chatting to some Cork supporters during the week and they were actually quite encouraged by what they saw last weekend, not just with the win, but with the performance that maybe things are starting to turn in the right direction for them. Another two points this weekend and the outlook looks completely different. Yes, absolutely. But have played well. Like I've seen now all, 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 uh, all four of the games, right? 
um, sorry, all three. And the, they've played well in patches and they've been a little bit unlucky and in certain, certain times in games, like they've fluffed a cup, they fluffed their lines on a couple of goal chances, which could have changed the course of the game, particularly against Loud. Mm. And they had a really good chance. I think they hit the crossbar and hit the post against Cavan as well. Now, having said that, like I got a copy of the, like for Manor were the better team for me the whole way through. But it's a good sign that they stuck in there. They gave themselves a chance to, for a smash and grab. And I'd imagine, as Peter mentioned, the bus. The long journey down from Fermanagh was a very, very happy one. Might have even cracked open a beer or two. And, you know, that would give a bit of a spring to the step going into training. But the key thing for me, Jackie, and I don't mean to say this in a very parochial sense, this is the biggest game across all four divisions this weekend for me. And the reason being, and it's not just because we're Cork, the loser will be relegated. Yeah. I am absolutely convinced whoever loses this game is going down. And... Uh, that means you're facing basically a knockout match to maintain your Sam Maguire status. Now, obviously, you'll have your get-out-of-jail card in your provincial championship, but from a Cork perspective, that involves going down to Killarney. And obviously, we know it might be slightly easier to make a provincial final from a Kildare perspective, but whatever happens, you're going to Division 3 for 2025, uh, whoever loses. And to that end, I think it's effectively a knockout game at this stage of the league already. So there's huge pressure on both teams. Will the mindset that Cork bring into it be slightly more positive in their approach because of the fact that they're going in with a win under their belt from last weekend? You'd hope so from a Cork perspective, but everything's on the line here for, for this year's league campaign in this fixture for me. Yeah, it's a huge game. At the other end of the table, the funny thing about, let's say, take the Cavan Meath game, Peter. These are two teams who maybe started out the year with idle hopes of promotion. And now, Cavan in particular, they put themselves a win this weekend and they're right in the mix. They've got a game against Armagh away next weekend, which effectively could end up being a a knockout game for both of them. And I think they, to me, have been a real under-the-radar team performing very, very well in Division 2. Not a lot said about them, but I think they've been going brilliant. Yeah, I'd say some people might see that, Jackie, in terms of under-the-radar, but an Ulster, that cabin team and the cabin players would be very highly regarded. It's not that long ago that they won an Ulster Championship up here. Mm-hmm. And what you're seeing is the uh, first-year bounce, new manager going in, new setup, backroom team. I know Stevie O'Neill's involved with them as well, highly rated with uh, as a forwards coach. So they're, they're getting a kick. Uh, out of them, they were very unfortunate that that uh, to lose against Donegal when Donegal went up there. So, absolutely, I wouldn't be surprised if Cavan beat Meath, and and I wouldn't be surprised either that they they would end up beating Armagh. Um, so they're very much a team on form. They play Monaghan in the in the Ulster Championship, and that would be a game that uh, you know Cavan supporters w- will tell you as long as they beat Monaghan, they don't care how the rest of the season goes. But um, yeah, I've been impressed. Um, Raymond Gallagher, Gallagher has a really good setup around him. The players are working hard for him, um, and he's got quality up front. And Paddy Lynch, you know, this twenty-two two points, years. twenty-two points across yeah. his first three games, Peter. That's some score. I know it freeze, but that is some scoring, though. It is absolutely, and they're going forward. And if you look at the top teams, the Derry's and and Dublin at the minute, Kerry. In fairness to them. 
when they get the ball, they want to go forward. And that seems to be with this cabin team, there's there, there's not the ponderous going sideways, back and forwards. They, they want to get the ball in there. They appear to be playing a more direct style of football. And as you say, their, their score lines uh, that they've got in, in recent games would prove that. Mm. I would have thought last year they could have won the Talton Cup, Rory. Like starting out at it, I thought they were good enough to win it. They were definitely in the mix. They're a Sam Maguire team. I think promotion for them, if Raymond Galligan was to achieve that, I'm sure he's got bigger goals beyond that, but it'd be an enormous leap forward for this team, even just cementing their place among the top tier. Yeah, and I think they'd bring an awful lot to the table. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt they won't. Like Kavanagh finishing either second or third, they're by, I think, I, I'd fancy them to win this weekend. Yeah, they're at home. It's a derby. It's a derby game to a certain extent. I know they're in different provinces, but they there should be a huge crowd. They he has had a seamless transition from one management group to the next. He is absolutely getting the max out of what he has. I think they will. Um, I think they beat me on Sunday, and they will. That will put a huge focus on that uh, Armagh game because effectively that's a kind of a semi final at that stage. And like they've been full value for all their wins so far. They're the team that have gotten closest outside of Armagh. I mean, there's a point between themselves and Donegal. Armagh drew with Donegal. To me, there's nothing between those three teams. Mm-hmm. And it's no surprise, again, that the three teams are Ulster teams. And look, it's been uh, well-proven Ulster football is the top. I mean, what are, like, is it junior, intermediate, senior, and Sigerson club champions at the minute, isn't it? Across all the, the, the levels. You know, the big one, obviously, is the senior inter-county. And I, there's every chance that that could come this year, depending on what happens. So, look, I think, to, to my mind, they are... Much they have much better form. Having said that, one thing you will give me credit on, they have dug out a couple of good wins in their yeah. last two in derby fixtures themselves. Like the game against Loud shouldn't be underestimated because Loud were going really well. Won that obviously last weekend, nine eight down, but about ten or fifteen minutes to go, turned it around to win uh, again. You know, like that'll give them a little bit of a boost in terms of their momentum, and it should make for a good contest. But I think Cavan will win. Yeah, well, look, let's yeah, not forget a, me. They're ahead of them too. Yeah, yeah it is a, a derby. derby. It's a derby, isn't it? It is a derby, isn't it? It is surely. And there's yeah. uh, Mead will relish going up to Breffney Park. And you're, you're quite right. The last couple of games, Colin O'Rourke and Fairness tell him had said he, he hadn't, in terms of training, he didn't overdo things at Christmas. He let his Sigerson men go off to the universities and play. So he's only, he's only starting to really get his teeth into this team. And you can start to see that. So they very much, they're getting better with every game. And that'll be hard hard fought. But I agree with you, Rory. I still think Calvin's going to win that one. Yeah. We'll finish off on the other two games then, Peter. Do you expect it to be straightforward enough? Wins for Armagh and Donegal for Mana against Armagh and Donegal against Loud. Do you expect them to both win that game and keep their hunt for promotion on? I do. I do, to be honest. Uh, I think um, the way that Armagh are going now, They've impressed me in, in terms of their, their playing more on the front foot. I was critical of them last year in the championship. I thought they were too cagey. They were too defensive. But uh, if you are following any of their games and, and who are their supporters talking about or who's the media talking about after, it's Arma forwards. It's Cian McConville. It's Andrew Mornan. They've been great Turbot, to watch. It's uh, Connolly, Ashton Connolly, who has come and in. And Rian O'Neill coming back. And, and Rian has come back. So... They're, they're talking about the forwards because Armagh's moving the ball quicker and getting the ball into the forwards. And I think they play a better brand of football when, when they do that. And 
they had a cracking game with with Donegal. It was physical, a lot of mistakes made, a lot of turnovers, but it was played at a serious pace, I thought, and, and real good intensity, and, and that leave them well. And for Mana, for them to bounce back, I know they were gutted after the, the Cork defeat, so it, it's a difficult uh, assignment for them. And um, Armagh have got all the momentum, so I'll, I'll be surprised if, uh, if, if they don't come out on top on that one. Mm. Similar situation with Donegal and Louth, Rory, I think. Yeah. Donegal are just a, a cut above at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I felt that they probably should have come out of the athletic grounds last week with the two points. I mean, they missed, like, Morgan's goal chance. It's unbelievable, the rasper of a shot, but maybe place instead of power in that scenario. It'd be interesting to see what Darrow would have done in that scenario. But, um, the, and then obviously miss a penalty. So, like, you know, look on such fine margins and then they're sitting max with a maximum full house of points. This is a step too far for Louth. Donegal at home. Donegal are, Donegal, Donegal are a Division 1 team. And yeah. I think you're going to see that little bit of a gap on, on, on Sunday. Can't yeah. see anything other than a win there for them. Yeah, agreed. Uh, all right, lads, we will leave it there. Looking forward to all of the games at the weekend. Uh, Peter, enjoy. Where are you off to at the weekend? I'll be in Killarney, Jaggy. Come here, Peter. Are you taking are you taking um, residency down in Kerry? Because I mean, every time we talk, every time we talk to you, you're either going to Tralee or Killarney. <laughs> Have you a house down there? Anywhere, anywhere close to Cork will do me. Close to Cork. Peter, that's a very political answer. I love it. Fair, fair, uh, fair, fair. Well, look, enjoy it. Have fun, Rory. Where are you going this weekend? Uh, I probably, to be honest, given the how many games are on, and there's loads of games on TV, I'm just going to sit and watch with the comfort of my own coach. Looking forward to all of it, particularly Derry, Dublin, Derry Saturday night. What yeah, game. I'm looking forward to that one as well. I'll be watching that one too. Uh, wherever you are watching, enjoy the weekend. Myself and Roy will be back on Monday to review all of the weekend's action. We'll talk to you then. Oh, he's got, there's the whistle. It's over.